Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Masechah's Yuma, Perigimel, Mishnah Tessa, Mishnah Yod. And today's Mishnahs are being learned B'schos of Shalom, Zalman, Uvzugos, Amor, Siyat, V'choy, Eschal, Atzayim. They should be a bench for that. Sachat, Slochan, Siyat, Nishmai, Good Health, Parnas, B'shefa, and Kol, Tov, Salah. And B'schos, Estabas, Rachel, She should be Zechad, Afan, Jezivik, Hagon, Bekar of Mamish. Now we continue describing the Avad of the Kayan Gadol. But before we do so, let's try to paint somewhat of a picture in our minds of the layout of the Beis HaMikdash so we can more fully appreciate these Mishnahs. Let's just use the page of Mishnahs that we're looking at as our template. So the main entrance to the Beis HaMikdash was in the Mizrach, the east, and that would be, let's say, the bottom of our page. So as one entered, he would walk through the Ezra's Nashim, and then he encountered the 15 Shiramalois, the 15 curved steps. Now at the top of the steps were beautiful copper doors named Shari Nikonar, which we're going to be learning about soon, and then when he walks through those doors, he finds himself in the Ezra's Yisrael, which is more commonly known as the Azara, and perhaps now we're about halfway through the page, moving upwards. Now in front of him, situated a bit to the left, is the Mizbeach, and the ramp leading up to the Mizbeach was on the left, or as the Mishnah says, the Darim, south. Now, to the right of the Mizbeach, which is known as Tzafan, or north, is the area where the carbonus were processed, for example, flaying of the skin, cutting them up, and the like. But now moving past the Mizbeach, again, we're going from east, now walking towards the west, higher up the page, was the area called Beno Ulam Vla Mizbeach in between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. And there was a number of steps leading up to the Ulam, and then one encounters the entrance of the Ulam, and after walking through the Ulam, one finds himself in the Heichal, and that's where the Menaira, Mizbeach for Kataris, and Shulchan were. The Menaira was Daraim, south, or again on the left-hand side, and the Mizbeach for the Kataris was in the middle, and the Shulchan was Tzafain, north, which again is the right-hand side. And now continuing further up the page, moving west, we go into the Kaish Kadashim, which is where the Aran was. So now going back to our Mishnah, we had learned about the Kain Gadol doing smicha, leaning his body weight on his par and saying vidoy, and he was situated in between the ulam and the mizbeach. So now Meshatess tells us, He now goes to the eastern part of the Azara. Remember, the entrance of the Azara was in the east, which means now he's walking back towards the entrance of the Azara. Let's find him He's towards the north of the mizbeach, and that's to the right of the mizbeach. Hasgan miminoi rosh beis av mismailoi. This gan kain gadol was to his right, and the head of the base av, which was the head of that group of kaihanim that was serving the base mikdash at that time, he was towards his left. V'shem shnei seirim, and over there were the two goats. Bekalpi hais hasham, and there was a box over there. Ubash negarolos, and inside the box there were two lots. Shalash karaya hayu. These lots were made of box wood, which was a very expensive type of wood. Vasan ben gamla shalzav, but ben gamla, which is referring to Yeshua ben gamla, when he was appointed as the kain gadol, he made them out of gold. Vahim askir nasei l'shvach, and they mentioned Ben Gamla in a praiseworthy manner because he brought more cover to the base of Mikdash by turning them into gold. Now, since we had just mentioned something nice that someone did for the base of Mikdash, and then we mentioned them in a praiseworthy manner, we're going to talk about something similar for the next two Mishnayas, and only then go back to the Avadah the Kain Gadol on Yom Kippur. Stand moving on to Mishnah Yod. Ben Katin, Asa Shneimas Ardad Lekiar. Ben Katin made 12 spouts for the Kiar. Shloi Hayu El The Kiar used to only have two spouts, and the reason why he added more so there was a total of 12 is that all the Kaihanim that would do that Avadah of the carbon Tamid, which is a total of 12, would be able to wash their hands and feet from the kiyar all at the same time, as opposed to having to wait in line. He also made a mechanism for the kiyar. And why did he make this mechanism? So that the water of the kiyar wouldn't become possible. What is this? So once something is placed in a klisharis, it becomes kadash and now subject to a number of halachas. And one of them is lina, overnight. And even though we know that overnight kugel is very tasty, overnighting something in a klisharis passels it. It can be anything, wine, water, meat, and the like. And the kiyar is a klisharis, and therefore water in the kiyar would become possible every single night. So Ben Katin devised a mechanism to lower the kiyar into the well situated in the Azara. In this way, the water in the kiyar was connected to its source in the ground, so it does become possible. More praiseworthy things, Munbaz HaMelech, King Munbaz made all the handles of the kalim that were used on Yom Kippur. He made them out of gold. 
Hilani Imai, Hilani Hamalka, who was the mother of Munbaz Hamelech, Asan Vresha Shal Zaval Pischal Hechal, she made a golden chandelier by the entrance of the Hechal. Now the chandelier wasn't plugged into electricity and doesn't have any light bulbs. It was just a beautiful decoration out of gold. And when the sun would rise in the morning, it would shine off of the gold, and people in the Azara knew that the sun rose and they didn't have to go outside to take a look. She also made a golden tablet, that the Parsha of Saita was written on it. We know that when a woman suspected of adultery, so she's called a Saita and she was brought to the base of Mikdash and a whole procedure was done. And part of it is a section from the Torah is written down on a piece of parchment and erased in water. So in order to prevent a safer Torah having to be taken out every single time to copy down what needs to be written, she took a golden tablet and she had the words etched into the golden tablet. Nikonar, who we had mentioned in the introduction to the previous Mishnah, Nasu Nisim Ladal Saisav, Nisim were done to his doors, Bahayu Maskirin Oisalashvach, and we mentioned him, really the proper Girsa is, Maskirin Oisam Lashvach, that we mentioned all these people in a praiseworthy manner. Now, what happened to Nikonar's doors? So, this is somewhat of a famous story. He had went to Alexandria in Egypt to have beautiful copper doors made, and on the way back, there was a storm that struck the ship and it seemed like it was going to sink. So, the sailors took one of his doors and threw it overboard in order to lighten the load, and the sea still didn't calm down. So, they were about to take his second door and throw it overboard, and he jumped on top and he said, No way, you're going to throw me into the sea with it. And miraculously, the sea calmed down. Obviously, he was distraught over the door that was lost because it was thrown into the sea. But then when they pulled into the port, a naze happened and they saw that the door that was thrown overboard was floating underneath the ship. And these two doors, known as Shari Nikonor, were used as the main entrance into the base of from the Ezosnashim into the Azara. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Yud Aleph, which is a similar Mishnah to this one, just the flip side. And on to Parag Mishnah Aleph, for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.